Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy guys. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. Wednesday, October 6th. This is Nick Roush on the Big X Sports Radio 96 1 FM 1450 AM. Oh, you know what that ding ding sound is? The big guy, Trevor Kelsey, is here. Trevor, I appreciate you joining us, especially. A little bit late, fashionably late, some might say. It's just how we like our Trevor. Just, you know, a little late. Uh, it only took, what, two days and bada boom, bada bam. Oh, right back on clock, schedule. I guess my clock is behind. <laughs> I thought I was like a minute early. Oh, well. Uh, good to have you, buddy. Good to have you here on Kentucky Roll Call. A little KRC on your hump day. And, oh, man. So, folks, let me uh, let me let me peel behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, every week, we get about the same players to kind of talk to uh, after Kentucky football practice. Tuesday's offense, Wednesday's defense, and this week, a big storyline is Dare Rosenthal is playing his former team, the LSU Tigers, and really, there's the times when it's almost. Uh, it's almost like a race to see who can get your story out on who you talk to because you, you're kind of pulling from the same stuff. And uh, Trevor, this morning, John Hell beat me. He got the Dare Rosenthal story before I could get to it. A bastard. <sighs> he got me. How did you let that happen? Well, it, it some of it's because I know that John's working on it. Like his story is definitely going to be much more about the LSU transfer pipeline and kind of big picture transfer stuff because dare didn't exactly, he's not the best interview. He's a quiet kid. He doesn't really like all of the, uh, interrogation from reporters. Um, but so, you know, I, I think that's some of it. And, uh, I could have got to it last night and I was like, eh, it'll be my morning work. I'll, I'll get to it. And, uh, so that's what I'm doing after the show. Um, and I think well, he, that he didn't beat you to it. You just got lazy. No, 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 no. I had to do enough. I was writing about UK's offense trying to click last night. And you can't get that at the Courier Journal, only on Kentucky Sports Radio. See, that's how the ta- t- that's how the tables, the turntables. I, didn't expect, the turntables. I didn't expect your reply to be so short. So I, I was doing something else. I, had to <laughs> I thought you would talk longer, you know, being the fact it's Kentucky, you're 5-0, and oh, it's your best start in what, like, I don't know, 75 years or something since 1950. I figured, you know, you'd be rambling on uh, for everything. I think it's it hasn't been that long. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it was only 2018, right? Oh, I'm, yes, I'm sure I was exaggerating. Trevor Kelsey exaggerate? No way. Yeah. No way. No how. It happens. I'm, I only weigh 300 pounds. See, I did it again. All right, that's a dollar in the jar, buddy. Did you oh. bring the jar to the Mike Rutherford show? No, I, I actually emptied the jar out and used it to, to buy some Bob Evans one day. Forgot about it. 
You and your Bob Evans. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We'll probably talk a little bit more about what happened at practice yesterday. Uh, actually, you, you know, I'll, I'll save some of that for, for later. But I want to start with something that I know has gotten probably beat to death at this point. But we've been talking about other things. And it really got crazy yesterday afternoon with all of the kind of uh, source reporting. And that's uh, our good friend, Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk to Urban. Well, I thought maybe you talked about it on Monday, though. Yeah, it was just such a busy show on Monday that I think we briefly mentioned it. But the part that we didn't really get to enjoy was the fallout because, you know, the video, it's whatever. I mean, one of those videos is kind of gross. But it's... What's gross about it? Just, just... Dude, just sitting there uh, getting a real grind on. Yeah, you didn't see the alternate angle, did you? Well, I don't need an alternate angle. I mean, I can assume what's going on. Well, but I mean, I I know I grew up with Nintendo and video games and television, but my imagination is still not completely lost. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that um, there needed to be a cleanup on aisle four, if you will. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, I but, mean, uh, I, I figured regardless what the rumors are that he's obviously going to go and be a Trojan that night. Uh, but afterwards, Urban, he... You would have thought that after his Ohio State situation where he issued 17 different apologies and non-apologies and uh, the whole... I mean, that was just a whole... He made what was it was a bad situation. He made a bad situation worse because he would not just say, This is what happened. I didn't handle it well. I'm handling it well now. I'm putting my foot down and I apologize. The Arvin Meyer's never been able to tell the truth ever. I, he, he's he, utterly allergic to the truth. I think the problem is, is that he thinks we're idiots. In, <laughs> in, and that's the... Well, I mean, he's got, a, he's got an argument for that, probably. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. And he he does his, like, little apology, um, non-apology. They were just dragging me out onto the dance floor, and I should have known better. And then, hell, he even threw Trevor Lawrence under the bus. Like, how do you involve your number one overall pick into your apology for being a viral goober? Like, they just don't... So stupid on so many levels. And then after his apology comes out, we do get that alternate angle video, which is not not a great look. Um, but he issues this apology. And then he has to go and apologize to everybody else. Not just like his bullcrap in front of the cameras at a podium kind of apology. Like, I never got the reason of why he has to apologize. I mean, he should apologize to his wife, who... He claimed he was, I guess, uh, hanging out with the grandkids. There's like pictures of her, like hanging out with the grandkids, and he's, you know, hanging out with the just the kids in general. Right. And and, and I, I get apologize, but why? I mean, why does he have to apologize to you, me, fans? I mean, who? Why, why do we need an apology? Well, I mean, I mean, I maybe apologize to the father of the woman he's with, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I just can't see any reason to. I don't know. I, I just never. Her- I think it's apologizing for being in 
the headlines for just for just being uh as he said a distraction um and i mean they're four no does he apologize for this does he yeah. need to apologize i mean why i, I, I don't I don't understand the need to, to to apologize to the world because you know he's just being kind of a a, a tool but it, it it's more about ah like i to your point trevor is it as big of a deal if they're four and oh probably not like when you're zero and four you you have to be the one apologizing for partying and getting caught partying right um but the the reason why i think that it's significant is just the reaction to his quote-unquote apology because the owner shod khan which i i should not know like i i the amount of con talk that has gotten air on this radio show and everywhere. Like we should not know the cons this well. Well, but, we, we've talked about them before because the San Antonio is AEW. Right. Right. Um, which I, I did not want you to get an excuse to talk about AEW. But, oh, but AEW you know. tonight. They're in Philadelphia. There's a great ladder match tonight. Are you going to watch? Oh, oh, wait, there's a ladder match. Oh yeah. Number oh, one. Team, when mean, a ladder match gets the uh, next championship shot. Which, by the way, Trevor, uh, just I've got to send you pictures of the birthday party I went to. They all dressed, all the babies dressed up like wrestlers. Duke was Duke was not a fan. He did not want. We we were going to have him as the nature boy. He did not want to wear his robe. Um, oh, well, that sounds like the nature boy, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the nature boy. I, I take that back. Nature boy always wears robe. It was just that was the only thing he would wear sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Duke at least had a diaper on. Um, uh, so that sounds like more modern nature boy. There, there was uh, one of the babies. They went as the rock and like they drew like his eyebrow or this little girl's eyebrow. Up. Very cute stuff. Very <laughs> did we, funny. Did stuff. we have the ultimate warrior there? Uh, they were going to do the ultimate warrior, but it was she tried to she said she was going to try to paint her face while she napped and it just didn't work. Because there, there's no way you can get a baby to sit still for that long to paint the Ultimate Warrior face. That's what I was curious of. That's what I was wondering. What, what was funny, though, is one of my friends showed up with his son, who's just a little over one. And my buddy was playing wrestling music. Like, he was playing their intros throughout. And they open the door, and all of a sudden, you hear the glass break. And it's Stone Cold's music. And the kid is dressed as Stone Cold. So, that was... that was. <laughs> they have him, like, holding, like, a root beer oh man it was perfect timing and it was totally unintended uh ah. <laughs> but great stuff yeah but, but uh, back to back, back to real quick to Irvin, we, we'll get yes. to aew track no no track. no we that was our that was our aew oh track. no you i don't got your now three minutes of aew talking you did it well i will say this um there uh, the latter match is also gonna be a surprise tonight who the quote-unquote joker in the match is so make sure to tune into that too Ooh. yeah we don't know who's gonna be me i have i have a Guess who's gonna be? No, we don't. We don't need that. We don't need your uh, prediction. We'll find out tonight. It'll all be a surprise for all of us. I, I, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> says Bart Scott. No, but that or Meyer. I mean, I don't. Know. I guess I'm the last person you want to get to pick because I differ from everyone else, being the fact that I don't. I'm not obsessed with the the social lives of the athletes to where if they're or at least the discretion, the, 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 the possible cheating of their wives. Like it doesn't. I don't care. I don't think it's. In my business, I think it's funny, but when you get caught, but like to like completely disown someone and have them fired because they're that's just people being on their soapbox. And more often than not, the people that complain the most about that are the ones that probably have five girlfriends and four boyfriends on the side. So uh, I, it doesn't, what, what, uh, last 
or two things. One, he's at his restu- own restaurant in Dublin, like he's not going to get caught. Two, I used to hang out. I used to, I, I used to lay my head in Dublin, so I thought that was kind of cool. And three, just the, the just the blatant like lying that he does. See, when he gets caught, it's just comical to me. That is that is the that's where this is a big deal, Trevor. Like that's where this we run into the problem because you're right. Nobody cares if you're cheating on how I many oh, people care. They act like it's like the, the, the dude just like no, but like people that actually matter within the organization. Like the the only people that care about cheating on your wife are fans who. I, you know, act like they've got a pedestal to sit on and media members who can cling to it. And yes. when I say media members, I mean like people who go on first take, not like actual journalist folks. Where it becomes a problem is whenever you try to get away with, you you try to do the Ohio State thing again. How, did. he didn't, how he didn't learn his lesson from that and just like own up to it. So you have Shad Khan saying that, um, like he must regain our trust and respect. <laughs> See, and that's then, generic. That that that's the that's a statement of someone just but, trying to please well, the masses. Okay, you say that's generic, but then Mike Silver he has his quotes from players, and the part that they really got mad at is that Urban canceled the team meeting on Monday because he didn't want to he didn't want to face the music. He was too scared. Uh, <laughs> that was the. That was, the, Myers MO. <laughs> that was the exact quote. And then they said instead he only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in videos as a random person who was, quote, just there dancing. And, like, these are professional football players. Like, they're not idiots. And they're not going to just take your crap. Said one player, we looked at him like WTF. Right when he left, everyone started dying laughing. And he knew it. Bottom line, the player said, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. He just looks like an absolute clown because he couldn't just face the music. He couldn't just be honest with other adults because he doesn't treat his football players like adults. He only knows how to be a dictator where that operates and rules out of fear. He cannot have in any sort of symbiotic relationship with his players where it's mutually beneficial for both. And that's why the Jaguars are an absolute train wreck. Well, it's just, Urban Meyer is like, he's like an eighties TV evangelist. You know, he's, he wants everyone to think he's a squeaky clean, good guy, no matter what. And then, you know, he's, he's Jim Baker. He's, he's sitting there telling you how he's, you know, this and that, and how he's, you know, you should be like him. And then on the other hand, he's got, you know, a boat with you know six kilos and and and, and eight hookers on it, you know. Which, that's... Uh, by the way, they're making a movie about uh, Jim Baker. Are they really? He's still yeah. alive. Tammy Faye's passed away, but he, Jim Baker, his son's like a TV evangelist now. Actually, I believe it's like uh, it's like a movie that it, it's like called Tammy's uh, uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, and nah, it's got some clever. pretty good names in it. Yeah, yeah she she yeah. had she had those eyes, not not to be confused with Betty Davis, more like you know. You know, the, all the makeup on it and everything was her more significant thing. But uh, that's that's what I. That's, but that's just I, I, that's what annoys me. And we've talked about this with like just like athletes or, or celebrities when they say something stupid or no matter how stupid it is, whether it's you know considered you know inappropriate or racist or like Jay Williams just saying something dumb like there's never been a black coach in Boston type thing. You know, they always come out. Oh, I've been hacked. I was hacked. 
you know, and not, not don't apologize for making the mistake. Apologize for making a bad password, you know, for not taking a full blade, even though 99%, if not a hundred percent of the time, it's just something they said that was stupid and it just didn't realize it or it, until they were pointed out for it, which in some cases it didn't even need to be pointed out. But nonetheless, it's another argument for another day with urban Meyer. I mean, it's just like you said, you brought up Ohio state. It's like with the, uh, we talked about this on Russell's show yesterday. You know, like the Zach Davis, the, uh, the coach stuff where he was at media days, like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we, we, I, I, you know, I talked to him and blah, blah, blah. And, then, you know, or he, I never knew about anything. And then the next day, you know, we, we had the text come out and stuff. And instead of just saying, you know what, hey, I just didn't want to address it. I didn't want to get into it. You know, it's, it was, it's, it's, it was my business, but none of your business to the degree. And no, he just goes, oh, I didn't expect that. I just didn't expect the questions. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you oh, just say just, just admit you didn't want to like spill some like personal business into the media at the time or something. I don't know. Just I'd rather honest. not talk. I'd rather not discuss that. Right yeah, now. I want to talk about. But my he doesn't. Team. He doesn't know how to just act. Like accountability is not in Urban Meyer's dictionary, his lexicon, and yet he like pre. I think the part that people why we love this so much is because he sits on such a freaking high horse you know like oh yeah and, and that's the that's the if he didn't like if he was just a jerk at all times the problem is is you have the screen grabs of him on fox sports talking about this is what a dysfunctional team looks like and he he's like preaching about how this is what's wrong with dysfunctional football teams. And it's like, buddy, that's your team right now. You I mean, know? honestly, I mean, it's, it's kind of cliche. The whole story is somewhat cliche out of like a, a, a decent, you know, 2000s football comedy where you know, he's just, I went four. he needed to blow off some steam, you know, and he, <laughs> he, 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 he get his head right. I mean, the, the, listen, the team, the team, the team, it hasn't got a win in four games. He's already come out and said it feels like he's playing Alabama every week. So he's already kind of admitted to a to degree that he's over his head. We know what happens when he thinks he's over his head. He gets, you know, air quote, personal problems and yeah. has to leave. I mean, yeah. I guess he's just now just at least giving us a reason of the, of the example of the personal problem that maybe he's having. And he's just, you know, he had, he's got he's to gotta go out there and do like, you know, the replacements and have a little fun, you know, have maybe dance to a little Aretha, you know, and. And and just 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 blow blow off some steam. I mean, they, the last two games they've had them, you know, were close to winning and blew them in late to get in the end with Arizona and Cincinnati on prime time. You know, just the, the guy's just got to get his head on. He's got a bye week coming up. You know, then he's got to go over to the pond and go to England. Yeah, he's just he's just trying he's just trying to, to to focus and have a little fun and remember why he's in football. They do not have a bye week this week. Well, then he just needed they to blow the up. Titans. Oh, they do. Yeah. I, thought, I thought they went overseas in, uh, after this week. So I was thinking they had a bye week. Yeah, they don't They don't always do the bye. Like this time they're doing the bye after for the Jags. Oh, but, okay. Uh, well, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, listen, they take a charter plane. It's not like they really need that much time off to even go over to England. Yeah, the Jags do stink, though. Urban Meyer stinks. And I'm I mean, wondering. Does, does he finish the season? This was a debate no. me and my dad. He, he said he, he agrees with you. He says no. I think I think he just dips out like around signing day to go coach USC. <laughs> right. I, that, that's the other thing I, I wondered. I mean, that's another d- disagreement we had. I think one. I think he does finish the season. 
I, I don't see him being. I mean, that's just. But, the, and then the Jags fire, fire him, right? Yeah, I mean, they could fire him into the year. I don't even know if that's a given because the team has shown improvement the last two two weeks. I mean, they're going to get him better. I mean, they're just a young team with a brand new coach. Listen, listen, a team that was one in fifteen last year to begin with. They won their first game and lost their last 15. So, I mean, it's not like this team was uberly loaded with talent to begin with when he took mm-hmm. over despite having, you know, getting Trevor Lawrence. And I love the fact everybody's like, Trevor Lawrence must be a bust. He's got interceptions he's thrown. I'm thinking, dude, some of the greatest quarterbacks in, in the league history do like – Peyton Manning's like 30 interceptions in his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, to, to, to mock him just for the interceptions now is ridiculous, but it's a hyperbolic world we live in. But I, I could, I think, I don't think he's. I mean, if he's gone quickly, it won't be after this year. It will be at least at the end of the season. Fire a coach in the middle of the season, especially his first season. Very, I mean, even with something minor like this as a distraction off the field, is very rare. Uh, now, if he does lose his job in the year, he does leave, whether it's by his own choice or, or Shad Khan's choice. I think, yeah, I think – I don't know if he goes to USC, but I think they do definitely show interest. Mike disagreed. He didn't think that they – he didn't think USC would look at him as the juice worth the squeeze. I, that's right. I, I just – because of the situations and off-the-field stuff, I, I don't see that with USC being a problem. Like, USC needs – No, they don't care. They they, need they, the they love cheaters out at USC. That's, that's what, what I they, That's what they thrive on. Uh, it's just a matter of do they think he still is good enough you yeah, know, but I mean, when was the last time he coached? Well, I mean, well, technically this year. I mean, in the pros, but right, right, right. But he had like what a four-year layover, and then he stinks for the Jags. You know, I mean, yeah, one thing for Bobby Petrino to go to Arkansas. It's another thing to go to Southern Cal, and and re- really, I think it's going to come down to can USC get James Franklin or not? Yeah, um, I don't even know if I would go with James Franklin. Or, I mean, Urban Meyer still is he's still a name. USC needs to do something to get their names back. You know, whether it be, I guess, something positive or negative, depending on your opinion of Mervyn Meyer, into the to, to, to get a big a big name coming in. Listen, I, I mean, let's not forget, I mean, people probably, if I remember correctly, were, were bashing and might be rightfully so Nick Saban for the way he left Miami and went to Alabama. Lied blatantly on the uh, press conference saying, I haven't talked to him. I have no interest in going there. In the year he mm-hmm. resigns at Miami, he's at Alabama. It's easily forgotten because he wins. Mervyn Meyer goes there, it's the same thing that'll happen. Until, you know, UCLA or another school gets to be as nearly as good as he is and he'll have quote-unquote health problems again and he'll quit. Right, right. But I, I just – I think – I don't know if they're going to get James Franklin out of Penn State. I think they had better luck getting Urban Meyer to USC, and I think they'd be ridiculous not to go after him. We, we What we can agree on, though, is that this Urban Meyer-Jags thing, definitely not working. Right? Uh I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, hey, look at Jimmy Johnson went one of 15 his first year. In yeah, Dallas. it's not, it's not going to work though. I mean, it's Jim, I, Jimmy Johnson can at least like, how about them? Like, well, I mean, his problem is, is he just, he thinks so little of everybody except himself. He can't, he can't do that to professional athletes on a consistent basis. And they're not going to play for him if that's the case. And I want to talk some about Mark Stoops's interview with the, uh, Max Duffy and Miles Butler today because it, it it peeled back the curtain on kind of Stoops's philosophy on things. But Stoops is one of those guys that, unlike Urban, he's you know why have a bunch of rule like I he his thought process is I should be able to trust my guys to do the work and then have fun on their own time 
And then if you make a bunch of rules, then you've got to all of a sudden be this dictator. Are you, think, are you going to bring up Stoops as a comparison with his off-the-field issues over the last two years? Yeah. Players. I mean, like, <laughs> his off-the-field issues have been more about his coaches than his players. Like wow. His, I mean, his players yeah. got in a fight, and then it went like – that escalated to some crazy extreme that had no business escalating. I think clearly we need to find a happy medium between the two philosophies. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) You can suck it, buddy. But, but that's the, that's the problem though with urban Meyer is you can't like the entire time reading into this, people were saying, Hey, urban Meyer, not only, how is he going to handle not having complete power over his athletes, his players, like he does at the college ranks. And also, how's he going to handle losing? And you know what? After one month, neither is going – like, it's it's going just as bad, if not worse, than expected. I don't know about the how the, the overpowering of players thing. I don't know how to – I guess I just didn't – Like it. It's like the Rick Pitino screaming at players. Like, people aren't going to tolerate Urban Meyer just being a complete jerk in practice. No, no, they're they're not. They're not no, because you're talking about yes, well talking about grown men who no, are just like, I'm not say, gonna well, go run I'm not running laps today, Herb. Which well, I know that's more of a Joe Judge thing, but still. Even then, I mean, if you're not gonna run laps, that's probably the the reason you're probably on four is not as much the coach, it's the players being lazy and not wanting to put the effort into it. I, I mean again again, I mean, I even say they're grown men, but to be honest, I mean this Jaguars team is as young as it is, it's pretty much just a fifth year college team anyway. I mean, this is a, I mean, they're loaded with nothing but guys under probably the age of 26 to begin with. I mean, you're, if you're, if you're 20, if you're 25, you're barely a grown man. You're still basically a kid. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're much more of an adult. Uh, no, you just think you are. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you really are. You, Trevor, this is not, you're probably not the authority on maturity that we Oh, no, I, I am that. exactly because <laughs> I've been 25 and I thought I, I thought I was a grown up and I thought I knew everything and, I know now I knew Dizzy squat. Oh, I, um, man, I wish I knew now what I didn't know then. I mean, what are you? You're what, 31? What, there's, there's 30? a Toby Keith song. Uh, 30, yes. Yeah, I mean, are you, how much smarter are you now than you were five years ago? I knew you three years ago, and I know you're smarter now. Oh, very smart. Okay. But you, you, you're, and you're going to hear how smart after we go to a break. When smart we come ass. back, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Stoops's interview and at trevor i have a very important question okay it's, does it involve it's, AEW? It's, no it does not involve aew but i'm glad tj isn't here because this is we need to have adults here to have rational good football and food takes so, so do you, okay so do you want me to, to it's come a food, back later this, this is no this is a food take and we need your thoughts too on the thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen what did Levin need Nick now? Roush, he's Trevor Kelsey. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, whisker doos, whisker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? 
Trevor, that's one movie quote that I wish I could just rattle off at a moment's notice. What do you, what do you mean? Know. You don't have any whistling bungholes? See, I have like I like the whisker do's, whisker don'ts. Yeah, uh, I, I had actually cut a couple of them out there. I don't know if you can notice. Yeah, yeah. And isn't there what's the one that blows the fingers off? There's like the uh, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, but that's what I mean. They're all very funny, and I wish that I could just bam, 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 bam. But I that that's one that I can't, and I. I really envy those who can. So Joe, uh, great, great, bad, good comedy movie. You know, it's not bad. The movie's just all, all, all in all, great. Like De- maybe Dennis Miller's best role in, in a movie. He's just so great next to him. You know, they, he calls like Brandy the Tokyo Rose of the trailer park. One of my favorite lines. The Brand, uh, the Brandy character, uh, Brandy Daniels, or Brittany Daniels, one of one of my favorites. You know, she's got a twin sister, which let that sneak in for a minute. Uh, uh, speaking of Joe Dirt, real quick before we get into Mark Stoops, just randomly, did you ever watch Joe Dirt too? No, I know. Like that was they all started making sequels, like for well, they do that movies in like, like those mid early two thousands. Fifteen years later, and I was just like, I can't, I can't do this to myself. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just they're obviously like Anchorman too. They're just you know trying to make a buck. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I watched it for I think maybe like four minutes, and I'm not exaggerating. And I just I turned it off. I was like, I, I just can't take it. It's I don't know. It, it was a mix between like being the fact it wasn't funny, and I maybe I should give it more than four minutes to, to judge that, but I don't think I did. I do, and also just it's like it's just like you said, it's kind of like a, it's desecrating the 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 legacy that is Joe Dirt. You know, yeah, it's just, like it's. I, now I sat through all of Anchorman too because the first time I watched Anchorman, I thought, okay, I don't know. I went saw it in theaters. And I was like, this is okay. You know, it didn't really blow me away the first time. And then I watched it the second time and I appreciated it a little more. And then even the third time, I was like, okay, you know, I'm start, I picked up a little more jokes, more. I, I found it funnier. And I do love Anchorman now. But like, so Anchorman 2, I was like, I'll at least give it the whole way through. And I oh, mean, do I regret that? Like, that's. Like there's, it's it's hard for me when I say that so, I feel like I've wasted two hours of my life when I have nothing to do in my life. That's saying a lot about how bad something is. The, the thing is, Trevor, is with all of those sequels, you just got to appreciate the jokes and know that the plot is going to be bad. And like I, I just at least knew that I would laugh at some of the early Anchorman jokes. I thought I would at some of that Super Troopers movie, but those jokes didn't even really. Like the first, you didn't like Super Troopers? No, the second one, like they did a sequel for it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, the second one was bad. Like, and you yeah. knew that there was going to be, like, you you just know in these long, long lost sequels after the fact that, like, you're dumb and dumbers 10 years at, like, they're, they're just not, they're not going to oh. hit home. Because if they did, they would have made it, like, if the script was good enough, they would have made it right after the movie was made. But they didn't, and so they're going to be bad. You just deal with the jokes as you can. Um, we got down on this side tangent. Uh, I mean, I've telling told... people things that they already know that sequels after a long, long time aren't great. Just like um, it's it's actually the opposite of our friends at Salsarita's because Salsarita's is great. It is probably awesome. the greatest food you could ever eat in your life. Is that fair to say? I mean, I thought about going there back to back days yesterday. I mean, it was a Taco Tuesday. They do have the most wildly addictive chips in the biz. Fantastic salsa, fresh guacamole. I know you might not be a big guac guy, but they real there's just real top notch, real top notch. And the the 
you can taste the flavor in their meats. That's it's the salsarita is different. Download the app today. Go visit either one of their two stores. They're hiring at both. And the best part about working at Salsarita is, is they're going to keep you there all night. All right. You get in, you get out, you get your job done. It's a real fun place to work. They're hiring at their St. Matthews location and they're one in Middletown that has a drive through. So join the Salsaritas team today. Salsaritas, deliciously different. I think the best part about them would be the, the boy discount being working there. Yeah, that would be pretty great. I right? mean, could you imagine getting, yeah, just, I mean, I, I work right now to buy, you know, my soft tacos there. They're going to get paid plus get free, probably get a, you know, a, a boy meal. Man. I mean, come on. Now, granted, I probably could eat like three Trevor, boy meals. Oh, we got to, we got to stop. My stomach's growling now. Oh. <laughs> and it, you know, it really happens. Like, I'm not, I'm not, this is, it's an actual problem where sometimes I'll be in the middle of the ad reads and I start salivating so much that it's like I'm about to drool over my microphone. And I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic whatsoever. Like I can feel the glands just swelling up in my jaw, and it's I, not. I need. Yeah. I, I said this yesterday because I, I told you I went to Salisbury's yesterday, and I did. I gave a shout out to the texter who advised you know about getting the extra the seasoning for the chips on the side, which I did. And I told you yesterday I, I'm glad I did because you know I can use it for other stuff. And I went somewhere else and got like, I got a, a sandwich and some fries yesterday on the way home. And I kid you not, like I get home and the first thing I do is like, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to, I put the salsa seasoning on the fries mm. much better uh, to the point where the dogs didn't even get like nearly as many fries as they usually do when I, when I get fries, poor things. They, they, they hate salsa now, I guess now because of that. And not only that, but I had it, this is going to come off probably disgusting to somebody, but we got food talk later. I, it was a chicken teriyaki sandwich. I sprinkled some of that seasoning on the inside of the bread of the whole sandwich. Made it taste even better. Mm, man, that's sounds... this, this seasoning is going on everything. <laughs> I, I'll put it in my freaking Gatorade if I want to, maybe. Oh, this sounds disgusting, but also <laughs> uh, everything hey, else. Your fan base is putting mayonnaise and coffee, okay? you got no room to talk. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We really have gone off the deep end i want to get to mark stoops's wild food take but first I, I mentioned him talking a little bit about his philosophy and it was the interview he had with max duffy and miles butler and pennant deep was interesting in that you got more of mark stoops the person rather than mark stoops the kind of coachy football coach oh did he give his middle name uh, it's his nickname, and no, nickname, he did not. Nickname. He did not get his give his nickname out. But he did talk about, like, when he was asked a few questions, uh, you know, particularly about his family. It's like, you know, we, my life is all football when I'm with family. Like, we're talking about our family unless we plan to talk about football because this is a job that you get spread really thin and you get pulled in a hundred different directions. And, you know, and he even talked about how he kind of misses his days just being a defensive backs coach because it could just be all about being a defensive backs coach. He's like, man, I got down to, I made it a science. You're talking about the lean to this. And he's like, then you become defensive coordinator. You get a little bit more removed from it. And then you become head coach and you get even more removed from it because you're getting pulled in different ways. You know, I'm texting guys like, all right, what do I got to do with this recruit? I've got to talk to you knuckleheads. I've got to do my radio show. Uh, so it was it was between that, him talking about his personal stuff, it was good to 
just hear that side of Stoops because we don't we don't ever see that really. You just hear and see Stoops the coach. Uh, so it was good to peel back that curtain. And one thing that Max and Miles have kind of shown throughout this podcast is that players like playing for Stoops because they aren't incredibly restrictive. And uh, he went back to the Citrus Bowl when they had to do a team outing and they're with the Penn state players. They, they went to this, it, they had a day at universal, but they also had a day at this kind of like knockoff amusement park, Trevor. Like it was almost like the ones that you wheel in for the church picnics, but a little bit bigger, you know, it had a little bit more. Would that be a fair? It, it wasn't a County fair. Like it was like a, but it was like a very generic amusement park. It was the one that you go to Orlando and, um, dad spends all his money on beer. So instead of going to Disney world, you go to fun park. Um, but, oh, so but it's, this, not, it's not like Opryland good, but it's like, because Opryland was like your redneck Disney world. Yeah. This, this, this had like a roller coaster or two. It had a Ferris wheel, but it was much smaller scale. And they, they went with like kids, big brother, big sister, that kind of thing. So there was a UK player with a Penn state player and then a kid and you go on rides with them. You do the bumper cars, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and, Max said, like, on his outing, he was just asking, like, the Penn State players, like, yeah, so how's the trip going? What all have you been doing? And, like, they had a very strict curfew. Um, you know, they, there, there was a lot of rules, and Kentucky had none of them. Stoops is like, hey, show up on time, be ready, and handle your business, and I'm not going to worry about you. I know my, my cousin Jeff's the same way, where he's not going to – if you show up and do your work, he's not going to – be a jerk after hours. I think that I think that's oh, that's what we used to call a player's coach back in the day. Exactly, and he I mean, kind of joked that, that can bite you in the butt, though. I mean, a little bit, but he it, joked yeah. that it's in vogue now, though, because you're you you want to be a player's coach with the transfer portal and all that sort of stuff. Um, but what I found it interesting is just the reason why his his motivations behind it, and it's not just because, like, you would think that some hard ass from Youngstown might be a little bit more of a disciplinarian and, and might be a little bit more hard and fast with his rules. But his thoughts were, he's like, you know, I'm investing in you. I'm. You, it's like I'm taking money out of the bank and every once in a while I got to pull some out of you. And if there's that trust there, then I'm more likely to be able to to pull something out of you. And what, what the part I did, I never saw this interview taking this turn was that he compared it to religion in a sense. He was like, you know, oh, good Lord, no pun intended. <laughs> but like going to church, if you if you're of a faith that has all of these rules and if you don't abide by these rules, then you can't be a part of our community, then you're not just not you're just you're going to be put off by it and you're not going to want to do it. Now, he didn't get in that explicit terms. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. he's more a Catholic than whereas yeah oh, he, he he was raised Catholic yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. his his rules are you 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 need to abide by them but then all you got to say you're sorry you're forgiven and accepted back in <laughs> but but like to that point though if you I I I, I get it I get it I, I I it makes sense to me and to his credit I know that. Like saying that now when you just had guys who were missing God knows how long for getting in a fight this spring. Um, I mean, those don't necessarily jive. But also, 
I mean, when you hear their sides of the story, like half of them were there just to pick up their guys. They're all teammates. One of them got into trouble and they're going to hell, you know? So uh, now I know you're going to be all Mr. Questionable UofL fan, what, whatever the case may be. But I do think that in general, as Stoop said, he hasn't had to deal with a lot of problems on a consistent basis where stu- stuff gets taken care of before it gets to him uh, because of the guys they've had in there and because he's given them a little bit of rope, uh, a little bit of leeway, and that being a player's coach, it was just, it's not exactly how the sausage was made, but why the sausage was made a certain way. You get it. You get why players like playing for Stoops, uh, and, and you understand that a lot of what you see is what you get with him, but there is kind of a softer side, and that softer side is the kind of guy who is willing to get his chops busted on the amount of coffee he drinks. And he actually showed them his like Nespresso latte maker because Stoops, surprisingly, Trevor, Stoops is more like you when it comes to his coffee than me. He's not a, we're going to drink black coffee. He's a, I'm drinking non-fat lattes with three shots of espresso. I do like extra espresso. I, I'm, I'm not a non-fat latte because I don't quit, but. Uh, I, I am I am a uh, I am a mocha guy with uh, with an extra espresso shot. That is definitely my my mo. Don't drink coffee. And even when I would drink coffee, which is very rare, when I was at Western uh, or had morning classes, I would drink try to drink coffee. I'd pour like Hershey syrup into it. Like that's good, unlike mayo. But like that's so basically making like a um, somewhere like a mix between like you know a redneck and a, a cappuccino and an americano a little bit. See, in the part that the part that stuck out to me, not that he drinks like four or five a day, because I mean that's if you're doing that, I mean you're getting oh, I believe into, it. That's like how much milk? That's probably like a half gallon of milk a day. It's a lot of milk. <laughs> but that much well, yeah, I mean it depends how big your drink is, yeah. But if it's if you're drinking sixteen ounces, I'm bad with math, but that's it's at least a quart, maybe a half gallon. Uh, yeah that's that's a lot of milk and here's the part that here's the part that kills me though is that he's drinking skim milk which it's one thing if you've got coffee to kind of dilute it but trevor you and i can agree that skim milk is the worst and i mean it's 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 absolutely a slap in the face to all milks it's not even real milk at this point no, no, skim milk is disgusting. I, 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 I'm two percent team all the way. Uh, skim milk is just—it's uh, it's like drinking non-alcoholic beer. It's like I don't get the point. It's got no flavor. And there's no reason to it. It's just utterly disgusting. It's it, not worse. It's not worse than like the the current like hippie trends of like almond milk and stuff, though, or goat milk. That stuff's even worse. So one of uh, my favorite Twitter responses. Uh, what was uh the oh let me find it here someone once told me this is from dan on twitter someone once told me that skim milk is just what comes out when they wash the dairy tanks out with water and i've <laughs> never believed a false statement more in my life that, that <laughs> oh that that was the food t- like trevor i'm glad you're on the same page i'm sure tj would think that all milk is gross except for chocolate milk um but if you had to rank your top three milks can you can you rattle them off 
quickly. Does chocolate milk not count? No, chocolate milk counts, but oh, I could, then, I, then, it, then it's chocolate milk, strawberry milk, and regular two percent milk. See, and I knew you would say strawberry is disgusting. Like, oh, strawberry it, milk is awesome. No, it's just it's like it tastes like artificial candy. Like it's it's just the fakest. Well, first of all, all candy is artificial, so I think that's kind of redundant. Exactly, but like it just tastes so fake. Like you're getting your milk from an animal, and then you're injecting just garbage processed garbage into it i cannot strawberry milk is disgusting oh no 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 strawberry milk strawberry milk is good regular milk listen i can drink regular milk but i'll be honest with you like as a kid i drink it a lot more uh but like in my adult days i i usually if i'm drinking regular milk by itself without chocolate or strawberry syrup which i do have both in this home right now uh it's just because i mean i i needed like i wanted to have with like some cake or cookies or some dessert like nothing's better than taking a big bite of like some you know a big bite of like some a good cake or a pastry and then mm-hmm. just mixing it in with some milk i mean that's just i mean that's heaven in your mouth right i mean so but like right. just drinking milk by itself like just as a beverage like right now i'm drinking i don't know a carton of orange juice uh I, i'm not i'm probably not gonna do that as much not not, Fair not, enough. It's, not it's, it's, it's very much a kid thing and i don't yeah. do it very often you know i might have a small one here and there now we'll drink a chocolate milk i've said this on the show before i mean there's many a nights that i love a big glass of chocolate milk i mean that's like eat, drinking you know a thin milkshake for me you know or a big glass of strawberry milk. i'll do that all the time i try not to do it at night as much especially when i have to do krc because when I when I do when I do eat or drink dairy before I go to bed, it makes me it makes me very hard to get up in the morning. Like it just makes me sleep harder. I don't know if there's scientific proof to this or if it's just the way I am. Now I will say that my rankings got slightly shifted. I'm all out on the almond milk junk too. That's so disgusting. Uh, somebody said that like, and it's one of my friends who I, I typically run. He was like, you gotta. They have an, a, an almond chocolate milk, which I'm sure is good. I mean, like, you, you put chocolate on anything, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, so that's I'm sure like, that's fine enough. It's like comparing a slim, slim flat shake to a, like a milk, a regular milkshake, though. So, the thing that I really, uh, 2%, obviously, number one. Well, yeah, yeah, there's not even a ton. I would, I would put whole milk ahead of chocolate milk. And then what one person said that I hadn't considered cereal infused milk. The, the the big drink afterwards oh yeah that's good man the i I know that a lot of folks will say that cinnamon toast crunch is the best i love when you eat like the cocoa pebbles or something and that texture afterwards or the frosted flakes one because it's just pure sugar but the chocolate milk after eating like a cocoa puffs or cocoa pebbles Mm -hmm. is just undefeated in the milk game so i I, I got i got you i'll one up you on this one this is my favorite apple jacks like I love Apple Jacks, and then even like just the milk afterwards is the. Is so awesome. I haven't I haven't done the Apple Jacks in a very it's it's been a good bit. I loved them as a kid, and I just I don't know. It's um, do you remember those like wild strawberry pop tarts that were like had the purple icing? Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah. I'm a weird guy about it. I'm so, the only one that eats pop tarts cold. I think. Oh, I, I yeah, I have too. But like those those pop tarts, I used to love as a kid. Don't know if I'd love now. The same thing applies to Apple Jacks. I I don't. Like I think I would, but it's been so long since I've had them. I'm I'm worried that I would just like be completely turned off by them as an adult. Are you a big cereal guy? Do you? I, I don't eat a lot of cereals, but I do. I I have a wide variety of cereal favorites. Like I, I I'm I'm the old guy. I'll eat raisin. I love raisin bran. 
uh, I, you know, I'm not a big Cheerios dude, but Apple Jacks, uh, Cocoa Puffs, Three Pebbles. Uh, it, it mostly any cereal I do enjoy thoroughly. Yeah, I uh, even the I, old school, like, I, I used or... so I've I've backed off my cereal eating because I've backed off my breakfast eating as of late. You know, trying uh, to trying to watch uh, the LBs. No, don't stereotype cereal like that. I've eaten cereal. No, as, and I, a, I will too. It's a great munchy food, by the way, as a snack. Yeah, but uh, is really what it came down to, like we would do the. For a while, it was the wife would always have a special case cereal. We always have to have that on deck. Yeah. And then I would get like one sugary cereal and kind of rotate it. Uh, so that's kind of it's that's kind of where we were. Like how for, sugary are we going? Like I mean, I I don't know if you remember this, and they still may make them, but I mean that like Cookie Crunch was, which was literally just like yeah, that's that's a perfect example. I mean, that, it's it's, just, it's it would even, be like that, or you know, sometimes I would do Lucky Charms or well, yeah, Lucky uh, Charms isn't dope, but Cookie Crunch and or do you remember Oreo cereal? God, that was gross. I that mean, was so bad. I mean, that both, one was awful. And like, I aren't even cereals though; they're literally just a box of mini cookies. The one that I did, like I do, Cocoa Pebbles. I'm a big fan of. That, yeah. That's like one of my guilty pleasures. The texture, that, and cinnamon toast crunch. Those, those would be my two go-to. Cinnamon like, toast is good. Cinnamon toast crunch is good. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm a fruity pebbles guy myself. I love the. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like. I don't mind like tricks or lucky charms. I was never huge into the the just the basic mushroom uh, mushroom uh, marshmallow. marshmallow. Yeah. yeah. My, my, I, I said munchies. My mind was in another place. Uh, marshmallow uh, cereal, like I, I was, I, I just found myself just. I, I was that kid that always just picked all the marshmallows out, and so I always, I more preferred, like I said, even though raisin brand's pretty much just the same thing, but raisins instead of marshmallows. Uh, I, I was more of a, like I said, you know, like a pretty pebbles, apple jacks type of cinnamon crust, you know, that didn't, you know, wasn't a bland cereal mixed just with much. Mush- I said it twice, ma- marshmallows. I'm not a big marshmallow cereal guy, I guess. I don't mind good, them. Good, down, good to know. They're down. The it, well, it, because they're not like real marshmallows. The the freeze-dried's no. kind of odd. It's still um, good. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, but I, I, I'm hit or miss. I will say that we I did the thing during the Salsaritas ad where I said, wow, I'm getting hungry. And here I am walking into it again. Now I want a big bowl of cereal. But we have to get to our top of the hour daily double break. Want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. Tell us where we're idiots about our cereal and milk rankings. I'm totally up to make this a wacky idea Wednesday of just weirdness on today's Kentucky Roll Call. So text on in, Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call with Nick Roush and Trevor Kelsey. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey hanging out with you. Douglas, the producer, 
back in studio. We appreciate him getting us rocking and rolling while the sports talker TJ Walker is now the sports dad. So congrats to TJ, Hannah for uh, becoming parents, getting a little Lucy into this world. Couldn't be happier for them. Couldn't be happier to have you listening to us today on Kentucky Roll Call. And uh, Trevor, I, I, I'm curious. We It's October, which means we have playoff baseball. Did you watch the Yankees-Red Sox last night? Uh, come on, mute. Hold on. Okay, no. I don't know if I was muted or not. <laughs> so I was typing something. Uh, yeah, I've watched... I turned it on briefly, like three different times, but I'll be, I, I'm still, I, you know, like when your favorite team gets eliminated in the tournament, and you're like, yeah, I don't really want to watch much of the next round. Like you watch it, but you don't put an investment into it. Right. Kind of right. was last night. I'm still a little bit of Blue Jays didn't get in. That's such a great season. Uh, it, it was such. You might watch it like maybe the championship series, maybe. Like, I, well, I'm gonna follow it. And I'm going to pay attention to the score, but I'm not going to really turn it on and like leave it on. On I mean, Grant, and what's sad is there was really nothing, literally nothing else on TV last night. So like it was, I mean, I've watched like in, like 45 minutes of a rerun of Armageddon on USA. Mm. I think which was over watching baseball. So good to know yeah, that tells you where I'm at. And the thing I, is, I'd already accepted Toronto not making the playoffs, and then they just go and win like 20 in a row, and then near the end of the season they get back uh, into it. Just so, like, enough to I, get your hopes up. Yeah, like I had already accepted that like this season wasn't a wash because this team's so young that I'm really looking forward to next year now. But like then it got my hopes up. And I'm like, it just it, it was just so mean to do. I the 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 thing that I didn't get at the time, I that's what's throwing me off is they they've changed how they do the playoffs. So it I didn't realize I thought last night was going to be a best of three series. Turns out it was just a one game playoff. And yeah, you didn't know that. Well, I thought it, I, I, I don't know. Like, cause they, were they changed it for COVID and they just decided not to change it back or did they change it back? I'm no, I'm conf- you, you not know the rules of the, the baseball playoffs. No, cause I don't really care. And also why do you have a one game playoff? Like at least make it three games, you know? Like, especially well, okay. when you've got Yankees, Red Sox, and Cardinals, Dodgers. Like, this is what you want, baseball, and you're only going to give me one night? Like, yes, I, it's been the rules the entire time they went since they went to the wild card. It's, how long has that been? Has it been a long time? Know, you know, five, six, seven years maybe now. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't cared about at the playoffs. Least, at least maybe even 10. I remember early – I think it's been maybe even 10 years because I remember when – No, we were, it wasn't that long because yeah, I remember the when, Reds being in the playoffs and they had a 2 nothing lead. It was a five-game series. They hadn't lost three in a row at home. This is back in 13, I believe. Yeah, I and mean – they lost three in a row at home. That was what the old wild card was or but, the old but, divisional or something. But what right? it is is five – yeah, but no, but that's because they were – they weren't a wild card. They were – you have five teams, two – Three teams get buys, literally, and two will play a best of five right off the bat, which is like what the Braves are going to do in the National League. And then the other one, the, the, the top seed waits for the winner of the one-game wild card playoff. That's been the rule ever since they expanded. All right, either way, I just – I wish they could have gotten me to care. I saw – I was watching a little bit of the bar while I was eating my supper last night before driving home, and uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a – bomb and like was home run trotting and then the green monster swatted it down and he only got a single so very happy the yankees lost because they have losers like that suck it yankees tj you did it buddy 
good job. You got the Red Sox to advance. Uh, like I said earlier, Cardinals, Dodgers today. Dodgers are going to smoke them. Suck at Cardinals. Uh, big, big, big suck at the Cardinals in the city of St. Louis in general. So it, was it the Cardinal game one last night? Was it? It's today. That's the, oh, the I, was game say, I didn't think they did two games. Yeah, I, I was going to say I didn't. I missed that. Now, I will start watching whenever tomorrow happens and we get games at like we get day games. Yeah, I mean, it's like sports in the middle of the day. I will watch because it's like, hey, this is when sports don't usually happen. Well, I don't know if you know this, but baseball traditionally over 162 game season plays multiple day games. Do you watch them during the regular? No, season? because those games don't matter. Like, they, wow. it has to be sports that actually matter. Like when the Ryder Cup's happening during the day, it matters. When they're playing the uh, U.S. Bank of America Open in Detroit or the Rocket Mortgage Open, like I'm not going to watch that golf on a Friday during the day. But I will watch the Masters Friday during the day. See, Trevor, like it, sports that matter versus don't matter. That's where I draw the line. Well, I think that's also a matter of opinion as well. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, my I, opinions I, I, are the correct ones. And I but, think when you're a, when you're a fan of I don't know, for example, Toronto or Seattle, and you finish one game out of the playoffs, I think clearly that a random game may be made that you've lost during the day did end up mattering in the end. Wait, what? You just confused me. <laughs> I see you say that those games during the regular season and daytime games don't matter, but I mean, in in the end, we saw where the season came down to the very last. Yeah, day, no, they still don't matter. I yeah. think it did matter in, in the long run. I mean, if they'd won no. just one more day game, they would have tied with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I, the, the Yankees and Red Sox playing for me to pick a team to, to win between those two is just like, I mean. It's Sophie's choice in a bad way because like I just despise both very teams. dated reference. Uh <laughs> I despise both these teams. I, I I don't like either one. It's like picking a lesser of two evils. And because, you know, TJ's a new dad, I, I assume he's maybe napping right now. He was up yesterday listening to the show, texting along, but I'm sure guess, he's hit a wall. Yeah, he's hit a wall now. You, you, a wall you know probably very well, well. In the second day in the hospital, it's the worst because you've been there forever. You just want to go lay in your own bed. It's it's a really small room. Like it just it's a very uncomfortable. How, how long? How long will they? they how long will they usually you stay in the hospital post? Uh, usually, you usually are staying two nights in the hospital. Two nights now, after and, after the kid's born, then right? You know so. Uh, going back today, I guess, or maybe. Well, it, it just depends. I'm not sure exactly sure when Lucy came, and you know they're all they're all about baby's weight. It just kind of varies from person to person. Okay. So uh, we'll see. You, you weren't there very long then. I was not. No, no, and I was also there like two weeks after the pandemic started, and they're like, "Let's get you all the hell out of here." So, uh, uh, you know, not trying to keep people around the hospitals for that long, but I, uh, we're 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 talking playoffs now. Trevor, who's going to win the World Series? Let's let's make a prediction right now. Who's playing in the World Series and who's going to win it? Uh, we adopted teams list and Rutherford show. I went with Milwaukee just because <clears throat> I wanted to pick a team that hasn't won it yet to root for, and the only mm -hmm. two in it are Milwaukee and Tampa, and I'd be damned if I'm rooting for Tampa. Screw them. So uh, I, I went with Milwaukee. He went with the White Sox. I I unfortunately don't have a lot of hope in my own pick to that team I'm rooting for. Which yeah, because they stink. My yeah. life in baseball. Hey, they won the freaking Central. You know, suck it. No, uh, it's Milwaukee, man. It's beers. It's brats. They used to be Louisville's home team. Uh, I am going to say that I, I'm going to go with Dodgers or repeat, though. I I, I know that I know they didn't. 
They won 108 games after playing a wild card game. That is insane. I mean, I, I talk about how the Blue Jays won 91 games and didn't make the playoffs. And it's crazy the fact that, I mean, again, I think I'm at the setup yesterday. It's the first time since 69. the first time ever since they expanded the divisions in 95 that you had one division, you know, have 90 wins or more in all their team, all four, four teams, four of the five teams in the division, which is insane. Four, four. Renshaw and his Baltimore Orioles. The reason why is because they had 150 losses, I think. But uh, I, I'm, I think the Dodgers are going to repeat. I just, it just, it, when you get in the well, buddy, I'm, playoffs and I'm here to tell you that they're not going to because the oh. Rays are going to upset them in the World Series. Suck it, Trevor. Oh, the Rays. Suck it. Couldn't do it and last year. That was our, that was way too much baseball talk for one segment. So please, let's get to football recruiting, much more important matters. Trevor, oh, this Lord. is actually, no, but this is a, a crossover, Trevor, okay. because we have a, it's transfer portal recruiting, and it's a transfer from Syracuse. I heard uh, about this. You've seen him play quite a bit. Taj Harris yep. entered the portal on Sunday. The the classic, let's transfer midseason after a handful of games because our team stinks. He's got over 2,000 career receiving yards. Uh, he's, he set the Syracuse freshman uh, receiving records. I think he was all ACC third team at the time. Kentucky's the biggest school to offer him to date. Um, I mean, Mississippi State's that, in there. So there's an air raid in there. Uh, Utah's in there. But yeah, uh, Kentucky in the mix for Taj Harris. What was your question? Does it does it, does it worry you though that you, that you said he, you're the biggest school to offer him? I mean, does I thought it, you were going to come back. Scare you a little say, bit. I thought you were going to come back and say that Mississippi State and Utah are bigger than Kentucky. Uh, no, no. I miss it. Well, Mississippi State's desperate for anything. So, I, I mean, that's, that is what it is. I mean, and I don't remember Todd Harris as well. I do know. I mean, I look at the numbers, and they, the numbers do kind of stick out. He's also played his whole career in that, you know, offense that loves offense. to throw the ball. Yeah, they love to throw the ball a lot. So, you can take maybe a stats with a slight grain of salt. But, I mean, regardless whether, you know, you can bash him and say he's not as good as maybe his numbers say or whatever, I mean – <clears throat> Only people that really watch Syracuse football regularly can really talk about him, and I'm definitely not one of those people. Thank you, Lord. Uh, but uh, any any addition at wide receiver for Kentucky is if I'm I'm Kentucky when it comes to wide receiver position, I have no problem with them going after this kid, regardless whether you think he might be not as good or not as good as his numbers say. Because when you're Kentucky wide receiver position, you need to throw anything against the wall and hope it sticks. I mean, just anything. I mean, and ho- and just hope you get something good. If you get a recruit and he comes in and he sucks, it's kind of like the uh, the big six ten kid y'all brought in that that you got a couple touchdown passes out of and some pass interference. Wagner, Ahmad Wagner. Yeah. yeah, but for the most part, was just he sucked, and that's fine. Oh, I, mean, wow. I mean, well, he was he wasn't that impactful. I mean, he was a he was. Well, he's he a graduate guy. assistant, and his brother is a top one hundred offensive tackle, so he's going to be impactful. Well, that's, that's where it's impacted. Yeah. yeah. I love how it's impacted. Post-career. Hey, and Kentucky doesn't win the Missouri game without his pass interference penalty. There you so. go. But, but but the point is that you took a chance on him because it's a position that is not necessarily your most important position because it's not your offensive philosophy. No matter how many coordinators you bring in and try to claim, you're still always going to be a run first team, a defensive ball control offense. And you need a playmaker wide receiver. You don't need a bunch of them. But you need at least one. You do have one now in Wondell Robinson, finally. And he's probably going to be gone in the year. So I see no problem with going after a kid like this. And like I said, you're just going to throw it against the wall and hope it sticks and get that one guy 
or maybe one A and one B guy to go with Wandale. So one thing that like there's a, there's a couple things from this. One, when you go after the transfers, uh, make sure they don't they aren't taking up spots that you've got saved for guys like Dinky. Like the, and I think that's pretty clear and obvious at this point. Like what? So you gray shirt somebody or something? Or is that what you're saying? I'm 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 just saying don't like. I don't know what they've they've got budgeted for their receivers in this recruiting calendar, but they've taken a lot. And just don't let him take up a spot for somebody that you should prioritize more, like a Dane Key. Um, the thing I do like is this kid is at least six two. You know, he's not he's not a you know just a, a, a little guy out there. Like he can he can catch a back shoulder fade because he's six two. He can. He's, he's 180. He's a he's a skinny rail. He's player. he's a, he's rarely yes, but I mean he at least has a little bit of length about him. Uh, the thing that like you, you're right, Trevor. They have been doing this throw whatever against the wall and let's see what sticks kind of method for a while. The problem that they're coming to that like you got to get some of these guys out of there. I mean they have I think 20 receivers on their roster right now. So you're saying they're leaving it the, the, the bleep against the wall when it doesn't stick. Yeah, like they, <laughs> like they have too many receivers on their roster and they're still recruiting five and six guys a class, but they're only playing like four receivers total. So Hey, Stoops got to quit being Mr. Coach's nice guy and either A, switch him to defensive back, or B, switch him over to EKU. I mean, but like, see, like they, 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 no, they did have, I think, four – Guys enter the portal maybe last year. There were receivers, um, maybe that many. I don't actually. It wasn't even that many. I think it was only like two or three. Did any of them land anywhere? Oh yeah, um, I forget where Akeem Hayes went, but I know I didn't like remember that name. Uh, Bryce Oliver's at Youngstown State. He caught a touchdown pass in his first game, and then uh, Alan Daly's at South Alabama, I believe. Um, wasn't Bryce Oliver? Wasn't he a running back? No, 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 no. He was a receiver. He caught a big pass from Lynn Bowden in 2019 in that Missouri game and uh, caught a couple of fades. Oh, he's the guy that caught Lynn Bowden's pass. One of some passes. Some pass. I was going to say many. Not many. Some passes. You're playing fast and loose with that word. (laughs) Uh, One thing that I did. uh, So, like, I I, I don't have any scoop um, on Taj Harris or or anything like that, but I did. he played this year. Yeah, he's he's played this year. And I guess in theory, if he transferred, he could try to get a waiver to play. They they probably wouldn't let that happen. But yeah. hell, I did not expect Joey Gatewood to get a waiver, you know, and he ended up getting one. Well, so. I think I mean he at least did it before the season started. Yeah, exactly. I I mean they, they listen, they've been the leniency of moving of the line in terms of with allowing transferring. It's just been crazy over the last four or five years, but I can't imagine a kid transferring like he played with three. He's already played three games of the team. I mean, so he's played like three of their five games. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't imagine him transferring being able to play right away this year, which is again fine because now you're you you've got one. You've got your one guy. I know you still love Josie Ali, even though he's I think he's banged up. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, but um, no, that 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 was uh, some news that Matt Jones shared last night. Yeah, I'll let you get in that uh, in a second. But I'm, to you, yeah. but you got Wandale, so you've got your really your one weapon you need, and he's going to be likely gone after this year. He might not, but I would not surprise if he didn't because we talked about yesterday just the love affair that NFL has with these 
his prototype receiver to slot now. He'll probably be going in the second, maybe third round. Uh, I doubt first, but probably likely second or third round, which is you know obviously like going in the lottery of the NBA draft anyway. So uh, he's likely gone. So you need you need somebody to replace him, I, even if all he's banged up now or not. I think he's a senior too, is he not? So he's gone. Uh, he would have two years. Wait, wait. Are you talking about Ali? Ali. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's done he's, after this year. Yeah, yeah, so this is a smart move. I mean, you don't need him this year anyway. So, yeah, just go out and grab him. Uh, you're probably going to, you know, maybe kick a couple kids, air quote, kick a couple kids off, you know, receivers off the team to clear some space, as you mentioned. And, you know, go get this dude. I, I don't think it's, I, I like, I don't think it's a bad move by Stoops. I wouldn't blame him if he ended up at, like, I don't know. Mississippi State. Um, I mean, that makes sense too. But Mississippi State more he usually leech leans towards your Wandale, your five ten, five eleven guys more than your six two guys. They're more outside guys. He likes the guys on the inside slot that are more a little smaller. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I could see wanting to go to that offense versus a, an offense like Kentucky's. But we'll yeah. we'll we'll see. You know, these things they typically have a quick turnaround. But since it's the middle of the year, you just don't know. Um, so, um, we'll let that process play out. I did mention Ali. Ali is going to be out for a few weeks with a knee injury. I guess it's a little sprained knee. Uh, I was, well, go on. Sorry. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that it could be about a month injury, um, which you would hope to have him back. You missed this week against. Uh, you, you missed this week against LSU. You missed the Georgia game. You do a bye week. You're three weeks off. You're a month out. You could potentially return for that Mississippi State game. I think that's the hope, but it's kind of a we'll see. Marquand McCall, about four to six weeks. So that that's kind of where they're at. Not great news when you're playing a team that will play press man coverage, who's also really bad at giving up a bunch of passing yards. Not great to lose your second-best receiver before that game. It's just not. There's no easy way to cut it. Um, now, Kentucky has been relatively healthy up to this point. You knew that injuries were going to happen. At least you didn't get Wandale hurt. Uh, but I mean, that's – yeah. I mean, I'm no disrespect to Josh Ali, but, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, anybody – as long as it's not Wandale being hurt. Right, right. It, it's not the end of the world. Like, I mean, what has Ali's done this season, I mean, officially? He had a hundred yard receiving game. Uh, he's got against, a couple touchdowns. Does he? Okay. I mean, who, did he? Don't tell me it was Tennessee Chattanooga. By the way, they did it against the hundred yard game was ULM, but he's oh he's, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. But no, I, I believe he had a touchdown against Missouri as well. So you know, he's got he's, seven, had, he's got he's got seventy catches, two hundred forty yards. I mean, he is your he is your deep threat. I mean, he's your guy that's that you need to use to put over the top. To allow Wandale to go be one on one and to and to get just you know less coverage over the middle. He's he's been oh, really he's good at running the quick timing routes too, and then getting north south quickly uh, to get a first down. So he he's good at t- taking a six yard pass and making it a twelve yard gain kind of deal. And I mean, he's, it, he's a second tier receiver. I mean, but now let's let's uh, who do we have to replace? You, you 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 said before this though you have a plethora of wide receivers on the roster. So I'm assuming. I know the, the cliche is next man up, but who is to, to not use the cliche? The next man up though is they have to be good enough to do. They have to be good enough to get open, and I, you know, that's <laughs> the challenge they face. I, you know, Dekel Crowdis wasn't dressed last Saturday for the game; just had his knee brace on. 
you know, you <laughs> Isaiah Epps is he's played well, but not against Power Five teams, against his SEC opponents. So um, I don't know. You you think that they're going to get Jatan McLean more involved in the passing game? But there's no there's no easy secret here. Like there's no easy answer as to who's going to be that next man up. You have guys out there, but they haven't they haven't proven it. They've got to go proven it. Demarcus Harris hasn't gone and proven it. Um, you know, th- th- there's quite a few guys that have gotten reps, but haven't exactly wowed. So they need I mean, that. Kentucky needs those guys to step up. I mean, you take away the Monroe game, and with the exception of the two touchdowns he had against South Carolina, Ali's been basically non-existent. Did you say two touchdowns against South Carolina? He did. He had two two of his four catches for for, for touchdowns. Yes, or no? I guess I'll no. I'm sorry, that was rushing attempts. My eyes were mixed up there. Yeah, he had a couple game. fumbles in that game too. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So yeah, since the, the Monroe game, which was five for one thirty-six in the TD, two for thirty, five for fifty-three, which was against Chattanooga. I mean, obviously, he needs to lower himself in terms of his, his competition. And South Carolina, four for 14 and one for 15 against Florida. He's a distraction on the outside more than he is a productive receiver. So if you can have a guy that can have some speed, that can do that, then I don't think you're going to miss Ali too much. No offense to Josh Ali. Yeah, just receivers, we've been needing you to step up. Go do that, please. We need you. We need you for this LSU game. You're playing the worst pass defense in the Southeastern Conference. Time to go step up. And I mean, are you really going to throw the ball anyway that much? Against really the worst pass defense in the SEC? Yeah. I mean, you're still, you, you, are you still going to have more pass attempts and run attempts in that game? No, 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 no. But like 25 pass attempts is a lot for Kentucky, Trevor. Come on. That, well, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to. That's true. Buddy, like uh, you, you know who you're dealing with here. And we're going to be dealing with you, the Texters, on the Thornton's text line when we come back. You better be stopping at Thornton's on your way into work today. Using that refreshing rewards card, pick up that coffee. I got one on my way to Lexington yesterday. Made, made it a sweet treat for myself, Trevor. I didn't do the Stoop Skim Milk Latte. I just did the French Vanilla Creamer just to, you know, change it up from the, the, the coffee black. And, man, that, that Thornton's coffee, it just hits different. Get into Thorns today. Text on in 502-414-1450. I'm Nick Roush. He's Trevor Kelsey. We'll be right back with more Kentucky Roll Call right after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. He's a lot like Trevor Kelsey. He's just a movie, TV. He just always wants to watch something. Is that a... Okay. That's not a stab. No, yeah, no, that's not a stab at all. Like, oh, he's up till 4 Uh a.m., sleeps until 1. Enjoys the devil's lettuce. He does not enjoy the devil's lettuce. Okay. I got to apologize. Nick Roush here with Trevor Kelsey. Got to apologize, Producer Douglas. I keep talking going into and out of breaks because Trevor and I are just, we can't help ourselves. Yeah, we, we, we really we, can't. We don't even need a break. We just want to talk 24-7 on this show. Yeah. We, we can just keep going and going. I mean, we we have a, a possible even on-air discussion during the break about, you know, I asked a somewhat, you know, I don't know if it's a legitimate question, but an interesting one, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that, even in under five games with just 29 catches, 
is Wondell Robinson the best wide receiver that Stoops has had in his Kentucky era? Juice Johnson is still number – I mean, he's top five career receiving yards in UK history. Top I mean, if we're going to go by statistics, obviously, he's probably not going to ever be because he's only going to play probably one year. Yeah, right, even right. in his one season, he's going to. But, man, if he, if he keeps this up, then yeah. it's. But you're right, it's early. Uh, I mean, even if he only play, I mean, he's just, just the explosiveness, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's something you've never. You, you, you like Jeff Bidette had it a little bit, but yeah, it, it was kind of one year, and he was also sharing a lot of like he had a good sidekick and juice. Uh, but yeah, it um, I mean, he, he's definitely making a conversation that he is, and he's making his case for that. It's just you got to continue it, you need to have a big game against LSU. Will Levis, we need you to get things back on track. Yesterday, Liam Cohen, he said he's confident that it's going to click. He was just giving credit to his guys for playing through some of the stuff. And I wrote a post on KSR last night. That was when I was not writing my Dare Rosenthal article, Trevor. But I, they, they always talk about getting the little details right. And Van Hals, who was a Defensive back for UK in the early 90s. Um, he was probably playing in those games that you were watching, Freddie, uh, back in the day, going with your uncle to the games. Uh, back when did you call uh, me Freddie, oh, I did, didn't I? I was like, wait, why do you call me Freddie? You, you do that all the time, right? You're not one to talk, but those, those Bill Curry teams, he was a captain on one of those, okay, and. So he, he had a lot of miserable times in college. I'm yeah, but I think he was at least on the Peach Bowl team. So, you know, that's uh, it. Yeah, the, the Marty Moore dropped ball, dropped in. Just shut up. It was the Peach Bowl team. Don't bring oh, up the man. fumble at the end. Yes, but Clemson, I'm he, my, my uncle, God love him. I'll never forget that game because it was the way he acted. Oh, that. gosh. He, but but he Van is one of those, he likes breaking down the film from games and giving, like, he's really good about being quick with the mouse and kind of doing the ESPN-like breakdowns. And... There was one play in particular. It's a screenplay on third and nine. And he illustrated just like, hey, Jatan McClain, this is your one. This is showing that you haven't been playing because he didn't fake the hedge, the chip hard enough. And the guy doesn't bite on the screen. If he holds his block for another second instead of getting out into the flat earlier, then his block is able to get there. Instead, the guy guarding him makes the tackle for a loss. If he holds it for one more second, then he's catching that and running for 20 yards down the field because they've got it set up perfectly. This is in reference to what play? I'm sorry. This I'm is not. a screen on third and nine in the first half. Okay. Kentucky was one of eight on third downs. And the, the overall point being is that when they talk about being close, that's how close they are. Where some of these plays, they're, they're just off by seconds where not all 11 – our own page and Liam Cohen is just trying to, to keep his offensive unit confident saying, guys, we're close. We're almost there. It's going to click. And when it does click, it's going to be special. I don't he, he's, he's keeping their confidence up because they've shown flashes. They just need to see him put it all together. They need to have Will Levis have a good game against LSU. And they're right there. Now let's just put two and two and two and two and one together to make 11. And, play synchronized offensive football. I, I You spoke way too fast for me to check your math on that. I know. I don't know but if I said enough too easy. I, I don't know either. I'm going to take your word for it. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the football has been known as a game of inches to, to help you out there. Life is a <laughs> game of inches. 
Uh, you were one and eight on third downs. Uh, out of curiosity, off the top of your head, and obviously I'm going to have to ask you a stat, not about hair, is of uh, those eight attempts, how many of them were, were, quote, third and long? Man, you know what the bad part is too, Trevor? I can pull that actual stat up if you give me like two seconds. I'll give me two seconds. I can, there's two seconds right there. Here's four seconds. Here's six seconds. And by the way, I'm trying to – how many times have you been told I only need two seconds? hey yo. hey Right. I'll always right, exactly. time by saying this. And that rejoin we played, I don't know how Justin can be a roommate with somebody who doesn't enjoy eating lettuce as much as he does. Like that would be I just said people like it would be an awkward, awkward living situation. So Kentucky's average third down distance to go was five and nine. Four of those were third and short, and only one of them was from nine plus yards. So of the of the eight third down attempts, only one was third and long. Only one third. That's not good. That's half of them were third and medium. They were one of four on third and short, and that's four yards or less. Yes. Well, technically they caught three now, but I, I'm still with you. I still think it's four. That's uh, that's at least the criteria that they went yeah. with on stat broadcast. But so one of the one of the one plays that was a busted bootleg where they granted it, it doesn't work that well if you don't do a lot of outside zone to Probably. kind of get them to bite on it. Yeah, that, that's that they, they haven't done a ton of outside zone with Chris Rodriguez. Uh, so maybe that's part of why those haven't worked. Um, you know, you also had the short yard situation where they tried Wildcat and it didn't work. I mean, the the most infuriating one, the one that actually had me worried about the the, the outcome of the game was the late one where you all you need is two first downs. They get seven yards on first down and can't get three on the final two. Like, you've got to be able to convert that and give your defense a breather. They didn't do that. Cohen kind of described it as fluky stuff. Or no, actually, there was Luckett who described it as fluky stuff on eleven personnel that we recorded yesterday, doing a lot of talking. So, yeah. did you get? To, did you fix your podcast? That, that yeah, it's still not great, but it's listenable. You know, you you might struggle to hear Charles and Freddie at times. I, I turned it up as loud as I could, um, but it's it's as fixed as it could can be fixed. I, I won't, we won't uh, go into that too much because I know how much it probably frustrated you. I can relate. To yeah, it. and especially when people are like, "Oh, well, Pinna Deep got it right." And it's like, well, they might be the reason why I messed up. It's like, it's, but I'm not not going not mad. I'm not mad, Trevor. I can tell. I would be I would be slightly concerned though that going one of eight in, on third down conversions. Is obviously not good. It does concern me more that a majority of them were third and short, were, were short and uh, third and short, though. Like, yeah. I, if you told me you're talking about third and long, I mean, then you have to get, then you get into the discussion of the the issue of being wired third and long so many times as being the trouble problem. But the the but that can be less concerning than to me as that you want to bait and um, what would you say? What I guess almost all, but two, or would you say all but one? Half, half of them were short yarders. Yeah, I mean, most I, of them were medium. Um, and it's all, also it's one were, four. I guess it's not horrible. They were top ten in the country going into this game. You know, so like, I I would like to think of it as a one off. I would yeah. really like to think of it as a one off. So. Um, and enjoy Florida's defense is, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, 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 it's not yeah. the greatest, but it's a good defense. It's so a solid they're, defense. They're going to cause problems for you. We're going to cause problems for you if we don't talk about what's going on on this Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Kentucky's so far ahead of Louisville in the trenches. 
It's cute that Trevor thinks they have a chance. It really I, is cute. I do, I, it's cute. I still think they have a chance, and I also will do know that yes, Kentucky is far ahead of Louisville in the trench. I'm not. Would I'm not going. I'm not going to deny that. That's, would you that's, say miles uh, ahead? Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I mean, Louisville uh, offensively and defensive line is not their strength. Uh, I mean, the offensive line has played better. And the Satterfield likes to run that stretch off. So it's – they're two different kinds of offensive lines as well. I mean, Kentucky wants, as you mentioned, you know, going into the outside stretch play that it wasn't something Rodriguez used to doing And because Kentucky, like, is more – goes for more your big, you know, up up your up the middle offensive linemen where Louisville wants your more kind of agile guys that can go, uh, you know, east and west quicker. So it's two different styles, but still, Kentucky, yes, is way ahead in terms of the talent level on both the offensive and defensive line. Doesn't mean Louisville still can't win the game. Yeah, uh, I probably, mean, prob- probably does though. I mean, and there's, I mean, come on, I mean, I can prove an example. Louisville was way more talented than Kentucky in the Lamar game. I mean, Lamar dominated. He said we one bad play. Mm, one, one bad play. Your defense gave up like a bajillion yards. That they did. That was most <laughs> of the secondary though. At least that's my excuse in this argument. Oh, man. I'm sure you've got plenty of those. Five minutes into the podcast, and I'm done listening. Trevor sucks. Go back to bed, you jerk. I hope he's not on the rest of the week. Our game this week is too important. Nobody wants to hear his pathetic takes. Hey. Texer, guess what? Your your life's going to be miserable, buddy. Texer, don't be mean to my friend, okay? Trevor is a perfectly reasonable... Okay. <laughs> nice job. Couldn't, I, I couldn't get that one out. I, I appreciate the attempt, at least. Hey, but Trevor's takes, okay, they're not that bad. Now, Tutu Atwell, better than Lynn Bowden, bad take. He's a better wide He was a more productive and better wide receiver. I love how I say something, like when I said Malik and Nick were, were basically the same player, and it gets construed in your mind automatically saying it better. I, I, I already had this discussion with a texter on the text line today. Or he, he gave me the and you'll get to his text in a second. But I said he was a more productive and better wide receiver. Listen, you put Tutu Atwell at the basically the quarterback position that Lynn Bowden was behind that line. And I promise you, even then, Tutu has probably more than 1,400 yards rushing. There's a reason why Tutu Atwell no, was a second round no. pick. There's a reason why Lynn Bowden was a, 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 a kind of surprise third round pick and then dumped before the season even started. And then still came and get on the field on Miami, who is desperate for a slot receiver. Yeah, here's the thing though, Trevor. Um, I don't, I don't expect Atwell to be able to take the kind of bruising that Bowden took. Um, but oh, wow, as for yeah. your, like, yeah. what, you do have a good point in your argument. Like, there, Bowden isn't exactly a polished route runner. He did do well for a little while there in Miami. He got hurt this preseason. I believe it was a hamstring injury, and they were just like, you know, we're just going to keep him on injured reserve uh, for now. Miami's got two good outside receivers in Parker and Waddle, and they are in desperate need of somebody that can run the inside route slot. And that's why I thought Limbone going there could be a nice opportunity for him, but Limbone's just not a good wide receiver. He's no, a, he's injured. Injured. He's a good athlete, but again, athletes are there's a thousand of those in the NFL. He's a good athlete in Kentucky who was behind a very good offensive line and was basically just a a scram. He did he did that role. Listen, if you put again, if you put Atwell in the same position at Kentucky behind that line in that season, 
I would not be utterly shocked if Atwell doesn't run for more than 1,400 yards, if not at least 1,400 yards. Yeah, no, no, I'm not bound that, not for a second, because he can't take the, he couldn't take the beating that Bowden could you, in between the tackles. You can assume that, but you can't. But I'm, and I'm going to be correct. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. One Bowden ran for 17,000 yards on Louisville, so suck it, buddy. Another texter. On the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, Suck it, U of L! Yeah! Woo! Suck it, Trevor! Oh, I can't wait till we beat Joe this year. UK's little brother lost a Wake Forest. Little brother is getting beat up when he gets home. Let's <laughs> <laughs> screw about Wake Forest, didn't you hear? Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was oh, I'm not, not muffing the punt with 30 seconds left. That's not your fault. It's the camera. It's the it's the clock guy's fault. I'll tell you what, you, you mentioned that, and I brought this up, too, on, on Rutherford's show. I'll, I'll, I'll plug him again from 3 to 6 here on the Big X. I'll be doing it again today, a little double duty. I'm like you on the radio with all the podcasts you do. Uh, we, what's got lost in the fact that, yes, that – we the, the officials screwed Louisville with their clock management and getting that field goal. What what gets forgotten though is that Louisville's defense did a good job of making up for that that which is hard to say in most cases with Louisville's defense this year. You know, I feel they've improved despite the numbers arguing against me. Is that uh they held Florida they held Wake Forest basically scoreless, giving them a, the ball inside the 20. I mean that's and this is a, it's a Wake Forest offense. It is good. I mean this is one of your top 50 offenses in the nation. It puts up points and puts up yards all year. For them, they hold them to zero points legitimately, even though they got screwed out of to three points, was a, a, something that should have been, I think, gets overlooked by the fact the referee screwed them in the end. Like, that was, that, that was a big thing for me, for Louisville to stop them and not give up points. Man, well done. Trevor, <laughs> that's a great that's, – that's master class spin right there. I'm just – you say the referees – I mean, in, in, in credit to Dave Clawson, the, the buffoon he is, he's the one that didn't try to go for it with four seconds left. Should have just kicked the field goal to begin with, but yeah, seriously. But the fact he did go for it and Louisville stuffed him, and the clock ran out. Is I, I think Louisville's defense should get credit for that, and they don't get enough credit because the referees took away the spotlight by screwing it. Ooh, love this Texan to Kentucky roll call. Uh, uh, Mike just got around to the Monday show as a Northeastern student. Thanks for the shout out to our back-to-back bean pot champions. Wow, I, I'm, I love that Mike Rutherford's now getting. Uh, KRC time text. Obviously, I did not read that when I sent it over. It's apparently a Rutherford text. You're, you're, it's just, I love it. Because, listen, our listeners here at KRC will bleed into the Rutherford show as well. So I'm glad to see a little, little uh, like, uh, you know, kind of like with the Simpsons family guy, where they cut crossover. Oh, yeah. A, a bold crossover event. Yeah, I love how the Texans are crossing over now. Because who didn't love a good crossover episode in the 80s? Yeah, I guess that's when it was most popular. They oh, do it yeah. now with like um, the big thing now is on like NBC they and CBS. They just yeah. have nights where like one. I think CBS has three FBI shows, so they'll like season premiere FBI crossover. Uh, yeah. NBC has all the Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Yeah, they're like not- one night in Chicago, a three-hour event, and it's it like works. God bless. More often than not, and the networks still do it. Like you'll see, usually the crossover. More often than not, uh, bad example with Family Guy and, and Simpsons, but usually when it's done, is to promote the new show, and yeah. establish it by putting it uh, like Chicago PD. I watch a lot of SBU. They 
when that show first came out, they did a crossover with SVU. Uh, the Christopher Malone, Mulaney, or whatever his name is, a stabler character who come back to do yeah. it. They did a crossover with SVU and whatever his version is. I forget now. So you do see, and you saw a lot in the 80s with, like I said, with other shows. Sitcoms more often than not uh, is, is to promote the new show and get it kind of, you know, give it a give it a rub as a wrestling fan, but help get it over, use a wrestling term. But it's still, it's still fun to do. It's still so fun to see. I'm not a you, you and your stu- you you and your wrestling. You had to sneak in another wrestling, didn't you? Well, it it, it, well, it makes sense in the argument. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. Buddy. I know you like to give me a hard time. You you like you, as, as they say in wrestling, you like to give me a rib. Hey, that, there we go. I did it again. Ooh, I've got a rib for you. I like some ribs in general. A uh, texter says, let Trevor know Tutu Atwell only had 2,300 career yards and Lynn Bowden had 2,833 in the same amount of seasons. Suck it, Trevor. Suck and that's, it. that's a text I replied to him and telling him, like, listen, again, move the goalposts all you want despite the fact you left him sitting on your field. I told you, he, by the way, Tutu Atwell had 1,000 more receiving yards than, Atwell, and than Lynn Bowden in the same amount of games. Suck it. I was right. Suck it, Trevor. Suck it, Trevor. <laughs> um, you know who doesn't need to suck it is Bobby Cook. Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Bobby best Cook. place to go and bang some golf balls right off exit four in Southern Wow, Indiana. now, as long as they say it's okay. Just smoking them down the fairway in one of their three virtual simulators. Give Bobby a call at 812-913-4415 or visit him online at bobbycookgolfacademy.com. Today, we've got a few more texts on the Thorns text on. This is the one I was waiting for. John here. Hey, John, my buddy. Good morning, fellas. Well, my Yankees got blasted last night. <laughs> you hate to see it, John. You hate to see it. <laughs> love to, hate to see it, but love to watch it. Man, John. Mm, must Maybe jump on another bandwagon, buddy. Oh, yeah, the Yankees only have 26 titles. You'll get over it. Oh, well. I still have my teams in football, and Big Blue Madness is coming up only 10 days away, John. Ooh. Question time. Okay, Trevor, I asked the guys a few weeks ago about Cordero Patterson when it comes to being a productive fantasy player. They were not convinced. So what is your opinion on Mr. Patterson? John, we were convinced. We just didn't want to talk about productive fantasy players or not. Um, and, John, you know, I've never been a Cordell Patterson fan. But I mean, if, you, if he's not available in our league, to John and me are with. If he was, I'd pick him up in a freaking heartbeat right now. I mean, I had to start Michael Carter last week mm-hmm. um, because of injury issues. He's he's going. I like him because in this year's fantasy football because two reasons. One, Atlanta has absolutely zero bodies in the backfield. They their running back position is just awful. I mean, awful, which is really annoyingly funny because Arthur Smith. Wants to be like, wants to run the team like the like to the Titans, and he has absolutely no personnel to match that type of right, problem. right, right. Um, but because that they, they do suck defensively, they're going to be behind. Patterson's basically a running back, a wide receiver running back. He's you know kind of like Lynn Bowden a little bit in his senior year or his last year at Kentucky. Uh, is so he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of, he's gonna get a lot of catches out of the backfield. He's not going to get three touchdowns every week, but he is definitely an RB3 almost in place every week in and week out. Maybe even an RB2 in the right matchups. So, yes, yeah. I like the Patterson fantasy ball. If he's available in your league 
a your league is a bunch of morons at this point right right they, they should have right picked now. him up by now yeah. yeah pick him up right away go up and get him right now i wouldn't go yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't get like overzealous and trade for him and give up too much but he i would i wouldn't mind acquiring him myself especially in a ppr league non-ppr league don't even bother with him don't even don't don't even think about it in a yeah. non-ppr league don't even think about it um one texture this is going back to my story about the Citrus Bowl. They said, so it's like Kentucky Kingdom, the gem <laughs> of the South End. I, it's Kentucky. If I'm saying Churchill Downs is in the South End, I, I kind of almost see the thing is, is like the fairgrounds really is smack dab square center of the city. But it's technically, I can, it's technically south of Central Avenue. So uh, I can't disagree with this texture. And it would really vibe well with the above ground pool jokes that are being made. Well, first of all, it is in the South End. And second, if we were gonna like do amusement parks and like baseball terms, for example, Disney World is is the majors, it's MLB. Like where would what, what is Kentucky? Is Kentucky Kingdom like double A? Is it single A? You know, I haven't been though since they've bought it and redone it. So I don't really like six flags would probably be triple A. I think I think Kings Island would be Triple A. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, oh, I I mentioned Opryland earlier because I've been to Opryland. That like that was the like kind of love my mom. Like my mom was the one at like at Christmas time when I was a kid. I'd want like that. I loved that one cool video game. But instead of getting that one cool fifty dollars six star video game, I'd get like six ten dollar games that sucked. Yeah. So instead of going to Disney World, we went to Opryland in that scenario. And Opryland is like easily single A probably. Uh, actually, it might be double A. I think that the amusement park the Jim Baker's family owned would be single A. I would say that Holiday World is good enough for triple A. What Big about that place? Yeah, Dolly World double A. Never been to Dollywood though. What here? It's what, nice. So you think Kentucky Kingdom is more? You think it's triple A or double? I think it's double A. I think okay. it's double A. Yeah, it's Which definitely above people. Lexington got a new USL team, but I didn't realize that it wasn't actual USL. It's usl one which is like usl triple a so if louisville city there's major league soccer the usl is triple a that's what louisville city's in and then this team in lexington is going to be double a so the only problem with that scenario is that mls is almost not in the world of soccer is barely like exactly so it's 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 more more like double a which means usl is is right right so yeah but that 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 they announced that yesterday so shout out to all you lexington soccer fans got a team to go watch i guess they'll just be the football club they're not yeah that's i think think they're gonna be lexington select okay like i sounds like a very soccery type you know I, 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 that's the only thing that soccer annoys me is the lack of nicknames their teams get. They, they do with team nicknames. Oh no, <laughs> they got to be more like minor league baseball. Yeah, or just 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 sport, every other sport in the freaking world. I mean, they're the only ones that were just like other than Washington. You know, the formerly team is the is the, is the Deadskins. Is that uh, you know they're like you know oh we've got to be the football club. I mean, or the the United. I mean, there's like there's like a group of five. It's that they only pick FC. Football. That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, football club is FC. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, another text says, "I see lots of Florida fans still complaining about officiating. Do we have any idea what they're mad about specifically? Well, no. They just in you know things go wrong. You just blame the refs. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you have a legitimate gripe. I don't know where Florida's was in this game." 
Like, I mean, I, I listen, I, I Louisville fans are blaming the rest for the Wake Forest game. I don't think it's the rest's fault in the end. Yeah, yeah, there's there's not a specific moment from the Florida game where Kentucky got a big break on a call. Yeah, I mean, but even if you would like if Kentucky's lost and the Kentucky fans would be blaming the pass interference call, that didn't cost them the game. Right, right, right. I mean, right. It, was, it, it was a bad time. It, was, it sucked, but mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, it, the, the game didn't end because of that. One texter says, Roush, thanks for screwing up the KSR football podcast. Good job. Way to go. Suck it. Oh, thanks, Texture. <laughs> do do Atwell will never be better than Lynn Bowden. Oh, get your head out. Get your head out. Yeah, get out of here with your doo doo, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, you take his doo doo. <laughs> Hashtag give it a rub. oh another texture on the thornton sex on says i've been listening all week but was not able to text in so here are my quick hitters all this is from mook uh congrats to the walkers nothing better than being a dad two suck it fordham three offense needs to get its act together please get levis in rhythm with short passes and qb runs four glad to hear trevor's bad takes again five glad the red sox eliminated the yanks Six, I went to Bobby Cook Friday morning. It was awesome. That guy was able to identify my flaws in my swing. In 20 minutes, has got me uh, and has got me the drills at home to help me improve my swing. Bought a 10-pack of lessons. Amazing value. I'm ready to get in the next KRC. I'm ready to win the next KRC golf scramble. I'm coming for you, Nick. Oh, man. Uh, give you bad takes, buddy. Man, good to hear from you, Moot. Glad you enjoyed your time hanging with Bobby. Bobby's a cool guy, too. Yeah. Great guy. Um you know, especially if you bring a group over there, he'll chop it up with you. Tell Tiger Woods stories. All in all, just a a, a good dude. I look forward uh, to hearing those. <laughs> yeah, he also plays the 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 coin flip game too, where he'll be like, "Sir, are you gambling, man?" Yeah. All right. Well, uh, heads or tails? Heads, you're only paying this much. Tails, you're you're paying me more. You know, like he'll he'll play that kind of fun game. But then, like, I think either way, he was going to just be cool and not make it. Somebody's watched No no Country for Old Men too many times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kentucky Krogh says, congrats on the birth of Lucy. What's up, uh, Krogh? What's the Krogh? Kentucky Krogh, my boy Sean Krogh. I I hope he's doing well. He's 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 been having some problems. I hope he's doing well, Sean. Oh, he's he's fighting the hell out of cancer. Going to kick its ass. Just like Kentucky's going to kick LSU's ass that's on the way to an undefeated season to beat that's going to be capped off with a win over Louisville. Trevor, 538 says Kentucky has a 5% chance to make the playoff. There's a chance, Trevor, a mathematical chance that Kentucky makes the playoff. You can suck it, pal. Louisville's going to make the playoff when they win the ACC. Oh, really? I told you, kid, did you not remember me telling you this? Louisville's winning the ACC. They're winning, winning the Atlantic. And then and they're, they're going to go to the title game, and they're going to beat the winner of the Coastal because the ACC is utter little garbage this year. And we're going to be the king of the heap, and we're going to go to the. the I, I don't think being the king of the heap puts you in the playoff, though. Sorry, I think, buddy. I don't, don't if you win the ACC, don't you automatically pretty much get in? No, no, no. Only if you're Clemson. Uh, okay, well we're going to Sorry. a BCS game no matter what. Damn Sorry, it. Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Um, our our third or fourth BCS game. I don't. Know, I lose count after a while. I'm like, oh you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. One. I'm sure you do. Well, I'm sure we've got to get out of here. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us on a Hump Day edition. They got a little bit wacky. We'll see you tomorrow Wednesday, with the Thorns right? text line. Sorry, what? It is Wednesday, though. It is Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. We're going to watch PW tonight. We're going to talk about it tomorrow a little bit. Oh, we're going to watch Survivor, too. Had a conversation with Will Levis about Survivor that I'm going to have to share as well. So, 
Uh, we'll have that in much more riveting radio when we come back for Thursday's edition of Kentucky Roll Call for Trevor Kelsey. I'm Nick Rouse. We'll see you later. Roll Call.